0: this episode of the dj force x podcast is proudly sponsored by fixed fixed is a fan and artist friendly independent record label that specializes in hybrid electronic rock it's home to the likes of cell blue starly i will never be the same richie nicks the algorithm voices cd akira and a whole bunch more check out their latest label sampler for just one dollar at their official store fixedstore.com that's F-I-X-T store.com save 10% off your first order by using my coupon code FORCEX that's F-O-R-C-E X they have loads of shirts hoodies, stickers, posters and many other accessories for all their artists and this is available worldwide with fantastic international shipping rates to go with that So head over to fixstore.com and check them out. And don't forget, use my coupon code FORCEX. (laughs) Hello and
1: welcome to the DJ Force X podcast episode 27. My special guest this week is Rich Collins, a singer-songwriter and also a member of the Imagination Movers. Um, we touch on all that in the interview, so uh, that'll be coming up shortly. Uh, I just want to shout out to uh, the um, the fans of Imagination Movers, uh, specifically uh, Emily on Twitter. Uh, she got me in touch with um, Rich, and um, yeah, this is the uh, result of that contact. And um, yeah, I'm very thankful to her, the fans of Imagination Movers, and all that from when I had Scott on a few episodes ago. Um, it's been absolutely fantastic, so thumbs up to everyone there uh in other news um i've got a few uh interviews that i've got in the bag now so we're gonna have a good every two weeks sort of coming out i've got my old band from back in the uk um old band member as well uh, of a different band from back in the uk so it's kind of a in-house kind of thing at the moment and i've also got matt rose as well who is uh the vocalist for uh, many different dance acts including dirty phonics um excision and he's currently with go mad and monster which is awesome so yeah uh without further ado uh i'm gonna kick on with the interview so um yeah enjoy welcome to this week's show i've got a very special guest uh this is the second mover i have interviewed uh i have rich collins and, um, yeah, welcome to the show, Rich.
2: Thank you so much. Glad to be here.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Uh, how are you doing today?
2: Great. I just had a nice bike ride uh, through Audubon Park here in New Orleans where I live. And it's about seventy seventy five 75 degrees outside and sunny and beautiful.
1: Very nice. Very nice indeed. Um, so, yeah, uh, you are um, part of the Imagination Movers group. Um, I spoke to Scott uh, just before Christmas nice uh, about the movers um, and things like that. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was very good. And I've got, to, I've got to give a big shout out to your fans. Uh, they've been absolutely fantastic. Um, when I had Scott on here, a lot of people responded to it. And then uh, it's probably one of the biggest responses I've had to my, for my podcast. That's great. Um, and then they got me in touch with you uh, through a uh, lovely lady called Emily. And, um, and yeah, and here we are with this one. Um, well, I just, let me give them a shout out
2: too. I certainly yeah. uh, appreciate uh, we have a really, really um, uh, enthusiastic and kind and intelligent group of fans that have uh, uh, been helping us uh, over the years. You know, y- you live and die by the people that support you. And, you know, Movers is now in its, you know, <laughs> we're more than 10 years into our project. And uh, those guys are the lifeblood. So thank you, everybody.
1: Awesome. Yeah, no, they are great. Every single one of them on, on the social media, that they contacted me and everything. Just been absolutely fantastic Mm. so um yeah so yeah uh the movers uh we'll start with a little bit on that we touched quite a bit of that with with scott but uh we just want to i want to get your perspective on it so um you're like an alternative rock band for kids essentially um you all play your own instruments which is absolutely brilliant uh a lot of the sort of kids entertainment side of things is very much um uh processed i feel in my in in because i've got two kids of my own so we've gone through the sort of cycle of many of these kids shows and having music you know, nice. as part of it, um, what are your guys? Uh, they are now six and eight. Cute. Yeah. And, um, they, they love you guys. Uh, totally. So <laughs> awesome. even now they're still watch it. And, and we need to
2: get back down to Tampa. So we so we can play for y'all.
1: Yeah. We, we actually missed the show. We were here when you played at the uh, Tropicana field. Uh, that was fun, man. Now, yeah. We, we were, we were actually, uh, pre-booked elsewhere that day. And, um, it was one of those things I wanted to take my kids because I'm not really taking them to a live show, like music show yet. Uh, um, and it's one of my passions, being a sort of musician as well. And I've been in bands and played. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where you have that experience of your first show.
2: What's um, your instrument?
1: My instrument, it was um, any electronic side of things, so keyboards. And I was a DJ in oh, cool. a rock band for a good sort of 10 years. Oh, cool. Um, but I also played bass guitar.
2: Oh, but that's fun. So you, do, you, can, you can play bass, but you also do like the uh you can do all the modern stuff too that's fun yeah
1: yeah good so skills it is it's, it's it's good fun and uh I, I do miss it you know i've been out of a band for a while now but uh <laughs> I, well, I once I, the
2: kids get a little older you can you know
1: yeah i'm hoping to pass on some of the uh musical um you know instruments and things like that like learning of them and understanding them and appreciating them to the kids at some point so
2: i actually was beaming with pride last night my my son my oldest He is a duo with this. He and a woman, well, young woman. They're they're both high schoolers, but they uh, they do like um, it's got to be the the most sophisticated uh, uh, high school band I've ever seen. They do like um, um, jazzy, uh, you know, jazzy bluesy R and B songs. (laughs) So, or or like interpretate, like or like chilled out interpretations of pop songs. So, like they do "La Vie en Rose." Yeah. Uh, and she's, the girl's half French. So she, I mean, it's like, nice. the whole thing is incredible. And my yeah. son, guitar and drums. I was just like, I thought, man, he's only 16. I was like, uh, I was not doing anything that cool when I was 16. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I think I don't know how you're going to feel once my kids start doing stuff. Because like, they always, they've uh, already started doing talent shows and things. At the, at the, at the oh, schools. it's great. So they're already up on stage singing and dancing <laughs> and things like that. So it's it's very, it's, it's a kind of surreal. But because at that moment, I'm like, at that age, I would never have done that. Yeah, it took me a while to come out of my shell, so to speak. So it it was, uh, yeah, it was it was. I've I've kind of had that moment, but I want to see them like start learning the ins and outs of making music and things like that. So so cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Very good being a parent and being able to pass that kind of stuff on and having that experience within the nice. industry as well. So. <laughs> So yeah, with the movers, uh, I know you're currently uh, this year. You've got a, a new album. Is that correct? I
2: just finished uh, and released an album called Golden Pick, uh, and you can if you search Rich Collins Golden Pick, you'll see the the first video up on YouTube. Uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, it's been my movers was a, a chance for me to finally really learn how to how to um, make songs from start to finish. You know, we started the whole project uh, us you know, drinking a beer and uh, recording songs after the kids went to bed. Uh, and I had a little uh, Pro Tools rig in my house. Yeah, and yeah. then, you know, it evolved and evolved and evolved until we were like, you know, producing the the, the television show at the soundstage, you know, and with a crew of 100 people and millions and millions of dollars budget with the whole Disney, uh, you know, yeah. that whole moment in our life where we had a soundstage and a full-time music producer and a and a recording studio. And so, you know, we've you know, we probably made we're pushing, we're getting close to 200 songs that the movers have written and recorded. And so, um, you know, for me, whenever we travel, I always write lots of, uh, I basically have a guitar. I have it in my hand right now, actually. Yes, I, I can see. <laughs> I have a guitar in my hand at all times. And, uh, uh, this guitar, in fact, and so I just write songs. That's what I do. Basically. That's my like hobby and my passion. And so, um, uh, right. There's plenty of songs that I create, uh, that are, you know, that are, that, or for purposes beyond movers. And so, yeah, I made a first record two years ago called that escalated quickly. You can get it on iTunes and Spotify uh-huh. and everything. Uh, and then, uh, it was a little more like a little bit more rock, a little more rootsy rock. Uh, and then, uh, I worked really hard for about two years on this next project and it's, um, I'd say it's got, it's got elements of it's songs first, but with, um, Uh, but emphasis on the grooves. There's a bit of a world music vibe to it, uh, but also heavily influenced by like Paul Simon and Jack Johnson and all these guys. So it's sort of acoustic based rock that's fun in a live setting. So uh, the first song golden pick is sort of the, is sort of the um, sets the tone. Want want me to sing a little bit for y'all? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, I you can hear the, (laughs) this would be me on my guitar, but you can hear the beautifully arranged version uh, that I spent a year on. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> gonna uh, search Rich Collins Golden Pick, but.
3: I got a ukulele with a golden pick. Gonna write a pretty little song with it. Tell my little baby that I love her so. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. oh, 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 oh. I got a guitar with a silver string. It sounds like heaven when you hear it ring. open up the gates and let them sing for you, all for you, yeah. Na na Tell my little baby that I love her so. Whoa. Tell my little baby that I love her so. Whoa. Founding so like out a rhythm on a beat up drum. One day you'll get it covered up in platinum. Platinum drum, and I'm playing a rhythm for you. The diamonds all over my microphone when the spotlight hit it, gonna see it shine. Say that you love me and I'm gonna give it all them. Them. Uh, <play good, Al to good, all you. Oh know. you yeah, na. Tell my little baby that I love her so whoa. Na 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 Tell my little baby, that I love a so. Whoa. Rock the rhythm one time. You are the reason that I got the rhyme. Bring it back to you. Bring it back to you. Start come out at night. Your eyes are twice as bright. Yeah, bring it back to me. Bring it back to me.
2: A <laughs> hey. little okay.
1: flavor <laughs> that was really good thank you for that that was awesome
2: i have to play that uh, i'm doing a performance uh getting ready to do a bunch of performances to you know sort of uh here in new orleans just to kind of build some momentum for the for the album and yeah. i yeah i have the first one next monday so it's a good thing i just did that right now so oh, yeah, I a little bit
1: of practice for you make sure i don't <laughs>
2: forget the words
1: <laughs> no it's all good i mean like I, said, I listened to your album when you sent me that link um to your uh Bandcamp page um i listened to the album a couple of times through and um yeah i can i can definitely hear the sort of jack johnson influence mm-hmm. uh, a bit of john mayer things like jason Mraz, things like that um
2: yeah for sure you know it's funny like uh inside uh i um yeah, <laughs> the funny thing about movers, right, is that we got to do hip hop, uh, rock, country, uh, pop, indie, yeah. uh, tons of like '80s like throwback stuff. Uh, you know, so we're all over the place. So it's funny. One thing, one challenge for me is that I have to try and sort of focus myself a little bit. And uh, so my inspiration for this whole project was that you know it's um, the way I enjoy music right now is I uh, play, play have a sono system in my kitchen. Yeah. Uh, I have five kids. My, my life is basically centered around the house, around my, um, you know, family. Uh, you know, we cook and clean three meals a day. Everyone's friends are coming through the kitchen every all the time. Yeah. So basically it's, it's that music. This is music for that life. It's it's like uh, it's like when I put on like um, uh, my wife likes, uh, you know, Boston over Brazilian music. So we put on that channel when she's cooking or we put on Jack Johnson or we'll put on like an old Louis Prima channel, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So that was my inspiration. Uh, it's funny though, cause right now I'm working on, uh, uh, I'm fortunate that I've got some other projects going right now, uh, for some, uh, uh, uh for some other people and, uh, I'm getting to do some more rock stuff. <laughs> nice.
1: Well, that's good. I mean, you keep him busy and you're, you're, you're switching it up every time, which
2: yeah. Well, I laugh cause I thought, I thought I'd grown up completely. I'm like, no, I still haven't grown up. I still want to rock.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, you, you never grow out of out, Never grow out of that. It won't matter. You'll be seventy, and it'll be like, no, I, I need to rock out.
2: Yeah, look at the Rolling Stones. They're still shredding. <laughs> exactly,
1: know? exactly. They're still going. You got uh, Black Sabbath, still going. And,
2: and I just, I read, read an interesting article last night that was talking about the new world music. It's not, you know, what you think. The new world music is metal mm. because all these countries like um, South America, China, Indonesia, all these like um, these these international um, audiences have. Just uh, embraced uh, and uh, and built this this huge like heavy metal black market. So like when the whole music industry itself obviously is basically cut in half over the last you know decade, yeah. Yeah. Uh, metal is going great. It's going strong. They actually sell CDs in China and by the you know by the millions still. Yeah. And and Indonesia's this huge metal audience. I thought, wow.
1: Yeah, it's um it's certainly. I mean, I was part of that 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 movement in music um, back in England. And, yeah, that that fan base, very much um, some of the younger ones, not so much because we kind of we were around at the cusp of um, a lot of the like peer to peer sharing music, things like that. Um, Whereas before it was all transferred on CDs or cassette tapes, if you want to go back that far um, when people were sharing stuff. But, um, yeah, they still want CDs. They still want that physical product, you know, and those CDs sell well.
2: It's wow. so amazing. It's such, it was such an inspiring story to read, you know. Yeah. And then all these, like Russia. Russia's got a huge metal scene, and yes. yeah. um, You know, and uh, and the coolest thing, in fact I read. Okay, so one reason metal does really well in, in let's say, like Japan uh, or countries that still have, in Russia, that have a strong classical music tradition and yeah. uh, training, is that unlike punk, metal is like very technically demanding yes you know the, the lightning speed guitar and all that stuff and so it's actually a it makes sense for kids who are classically trained and, and have a lot of chops and a lot of talent they can segue into that into that community into that culture very easily yeah, uh, yeah it's just, it was really interesting well they so. say
1: um was it uh, metallica um actually their ideas come from classical music when they come up with riff ideas things like oh, that yeah. they're born out of listening to um, Bach listening to um, Beethoven things like that just, just listening to bits of that and then transferring those sounds they hear into yep. like riffs and you slap it on a distorted guitar and yeah it's going to sound good you know it's smart <laughs>
2: it, re- it really does sound like a lot of it does sound like classical music it's funny yeah I, haven't, I don't know if I've ever even had that, that, that epiphany but it sure does
1: yeah I mean just uh, like uh, Malmsteen and things like that you listen to the sort of solo guitarists and you hear that 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 string arrangement on those six strings they have with the backing bands that they have it is very much uh is very much technical you know and it does fall into that 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 area of music because you can get some you can get some sort of genres of metal that are very simple you know just chugging riffs open strings you know um new metal, which was a movement in the sort of mid to Mid nineties to sort of like the early 2000s That's like one Biscuit and all that. Yeah, like that. And th- those <laughs> riffs, uh generally, if you listen to a lot of those bands, it's very much you know sort of chugging, very basic riffing, um but very powerful and very like detuned as well. So it sounds really heavy. Yeah,
2: I mean that sort of reminds me of what you know the more pop version would be Rage though. Like, but they, um yeah, like, that, like the Rage Against the Machine, except for Tom Morello being such a you know kind of a you know. Um, yeah. Sort of a guitar genius. I mean, that's real still. All the links and everything are pretty simple and just fun, like old funk riffs and stuff. Yeah. That yeah. that's kind of uh you know, it's funny. I'd say, uh well, movers movers in our live concerts, we have more than one uh Rage Against the Machine reference. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really?
2: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We actually do a we do a song where we uh uh you'll know the if you know Rage Against the Machines, canon yeah. you'll know the reference, but we have a, a line where Yes ma'am, I'm yes ma'am, I'm gonna do what you told me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, and then we—I uh, mean, also, but musically, I mean, we um, we have a few licks and things that we play that are, you know, uh, that are right, bas- basically pulled straight from their uh, their uh, playbooks. So. Yes,
1: <laughs> yeah. They I um, was uh, in the UK when there was a movement to get Rage Against the Machine to the Christmas number one slot which is a coveted like singles position uh, it's in funny. the UK. So if you're number one at Christmas, it's like you know everyone's going to hear you and all that kind of stuff. And the backlash against um, like X Factor and things like that, like Simon Cowell's like Empire. Oh, they the, didn't want all
2: that syrup pops or like, let's get something hard. and, and Yeah, and,
1: there, and, people were fed up with having the winner of that competition. You know? uh, it was that one. Oh, but, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it was that song. And um, I remember hearing they did a performance on BBC Radio 2 and they were told specifically not to finish the song with that with those <laughs> words and they did and it was like that just shot them to number one everyone was like yeah we don't want the sort of generic oh it worked pop. yeah it got to number one yeah that that was the christmas number one in when was it i think it was like 2000 must have been about 2009 i think that's true 2010 of
2: course anything about christmas number one just makes me think of the movie love actually
1: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> love is all around me yeah.
1: i love that version with uh bill Nye. as the yeah uh, yeah it's great <laughs> yeah um so yeah i mean with with this we're gonna talk a bit more about your album um sure. so with this obviously uh we've gone through the influences on you know where you sort of uh came from and was it you say you've been working on it for was it two years did you say or a year yeah
2: okay so <laughs> obviously between yeah, stuff and a, everything so it take a while uh I sort of made a whole record and threw that one out and then started over. And, uh, the fun thing is that, okay, so I, I just, I'm just releasing this album. I just, you know, have two videos up for it and it's available everywhere, but, uh, in the, uh, I'm, I'm excited because I actually have a ton of new, uh, stuff and new material, new, uh, new ideas. So I'm hopefully going to uh, follow this one up much more, uh, <laughs> with much more speed, <laughs> but, um, uh, What's happened is I've kind of gotten into the world of uh, I'm I'm dipping my toes into this world. I'm learning about um, uh, just licensing for ads, TV, and film, and the, yeah. that kind of stuff. And so um, there's been some more some more inspiration as I learned, you know, the uh, the kind of stuff that's appropriate for that. Uh, and uh, yeah, so anyway, it's fun. I've gotten to and I've been speed writing and recording and also working with some other, uh, like I have a couple of other really good singers that I've worked with. I had a, a project I needed to have a song that they needed to a female singer. So I got to work with some other people for that. And it's just, it's been fun. Cool. cool. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's, uh, uh, I, I, I it's nice. I like to always have a, a song or two in the hopper, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then for every, you know, a lot of them end up you know seem promising and they don't necessarily come together but then you know the ones that do finally come together i'm very excited about
1: yeah so how do you um balance between like your songs and the things for like imagination movies is that as a very separate thing for you so obviously you've got three other guys you work with
2: yeah uh, well we we just had a fun meeting we all got together um we went uh and spent an evening just songwriting uh uh, which was fun, uh, um, we just did nothing else. we put all the other you know, there 's a million things you know when you 're when you 're managing a brand like movers there 's a bunch of um, details always yeah from you know just you know just a long list of stuff, but we yeah. got together, just wrote songs uh and we 're actually sketching all those uh, right now um to start on another record so yeah i mean it 's just like um it 's like uh, i guess it 's like if you 're in school and you 're taking a bunch of different classes you know you' just yeah, you put one book away and open up another one and just focus on that, you know. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, so it's fun. I actually have a – I did a little uh, volunteer work at my kids' school the other day with another really talented singer-songwriter. And we, we were coaching the kids on writing songs. Yeah. We had each grade basically wrote a song about, um, about kindness for their school. Mm. And so several of them were good. And so uh, I've been trying to sketch some of those out in the studio to see if the school wants to use them. So it's funny. I have got a school thing going, I've got some a project for another band going, I've got a couple of these um just other things, <laughs> things going, and the movers thing going and something for my son. So yeah, yeah it's kinda like, you know, you get just jump in if pick want to get to it, you know?
1: Yeah, you got you got your hands full at the moment by the sounds of it. So um thank you for spending the time with me today. Obviously oh, you know, yeah, between all that it's uh it's a it's a lot to do. So um yeah. Um so is 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 music your your job then there's no sort of day job that goes with it or
2: right. Movers has been busy, busy, busy for, for, uh, you know, for a decade basically. Yeah. Uh, and now there is time to do other stuff and that's why I've been really hoping and focusing on, um, using the skills that we developed and, and and just the studio that's, you know, built up over the, over the years to, you know, to try and use that for other projects as well. So that would be my, that would be my goal. Um, you know, you know, we also all have skills in, you know, we, we all have credits as, you know, Emmy winning producers of a television show and everything else. So there's mm-hmm. hopefully lots of other, you know, creative uh, ways to use our talents as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, and movers, we have several irons in the fire, uh, that, that we're hoping, you know, different new possible chapters for the brand. But, uh, yeah, so there's, you know, as long as it's like uh, something creative, uh, uh, and using, uh, you know, using my God given talents, then I will certainly, uh, uh, throw myself into it.
1: So what are your uh with, with this album, Golden Pick, um what, what are the uh plans going forward? You mentioned you had a couple of shows coming up. Or is there anything more to that? Is there gonna be maybe a sort of mini tour if you have the time to do it or Yeah, I
2: mean I, that would be that's a dream. I would love to do it. And uh <laughs> and some of the nice uh you know the most uh you know supportive fans uh here in North America and elsewhere are always are very encouraging. So it's a matter of just figuring it out. I mean I'd have to have more um I had to make more progress uh, uh, and build more momentum before that would make any sense, but um, yeah. I would love to do it absolutely love to do it uh, uh, but right in the meantime uh you know i'm just focusing on I me mean, making making the making the songs as good as they can be and then also um you know doing some doing some work here around town yeah. just kind of seeing where it takes us
1: so you keep obviously keep the two musical projects separate, but would you incorporate any of your your solo stuff into a a mover's show, or would it be? Is is that something you you like to keep separate? You want to have that built up on its own because you've already got this this. One I mean, it's no or...
2: no artificial barrier. It's just um, I'm one day I mean we you know we <laughs> we as movers have have got so much content that it's like um you know like there's you know. There's plenty to choose from, but, uh, you know, one thing that happens is sometimes a song that'll start in one world will end up in the other and vice versa, so. Yeah. Just, you never know. Okay. Um, But, uh, you know, one, yeah, I mean, I appreciate the guys that are, you know, they're very supportive of, um, you know, for years and years have been just supportive of all the, we all support each other's projects, creative projects and musical projects, so
1: yeah well that's good i mean a lot a lot of um a lot of groups like i know when people have solo projects it it can cause issues between them but because you i think you guys have that that relationship where you like you say you're very supportive of each other and it, it it's it's uh it's good to hear that kind of thing going on so
2: yeah you no know, i mean it's like it's fun because movers are such a specific thing yeah it doesn't yeah. It doesn't really um you know it's it's pretty stress free in the sense that uh you know, if someone's working on something, um, you know, that's in in a creative thing, but it, not in the same world. I mean, uh, you know, I certainly wouldn't go. Uh, you know, I don't think any of us would go create a, a different uh, family or children's entertainment project. <laughs> yeah, no, that make sense, so. <laughs> we're all in you know, that goes in that category. Hey, um, hey, let me give you a little another little. Uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, give you a half song. Um, this is good. It's practice for me. <laughs>
3: Back, back to where you started from. I'll give you that. You got my heart beating like a drum. Up on the group, seven at the clouds and we're never coming down. I'm next to you and watch stars come out. Won't no stop the world. Start a conversation with you. will spend some time here's an invitation for you. Oh, on on tight. Here come a hurricane, watching the satellite fly on the plane. Somewhere down in Mexico, never coming back again, son. On the beach got my way that on in the shell beneath my feet look at the sky you know my mind mm-hmm. won't stop the world start a conversation with you won't spend some time here's an invitation for you we can watch all start a conversation
1: with you yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool thank you again <laughs> it's the first time i've had a performer actually perform on my show okay. how's so, it sound is sound like it, it, it sounds good i mean as good as it sort of can through here there's no like it's not distorting as far as i can hear so my
2: favorite way to record is the um uh, uh, i mean like everybody else uh is uh the iphone the iphone memo voice memo is like the compressor on that thing mm. you can, Great recordings.
1: Yeah. Have you seen the new one, the uh, music memo app?
2: I did. I got super, actually, Mo- Mover Dave sent me, uh, it was funny. I was like sitting there looking at my phone at like nighttime one night and I saw an article about it. I was like, great. And I went to go download it and he, at that moment, texted me. He's like, hey, look what I just found. <laughs> of me because I'm always in my voice memos all the time. Um, the truth is I, I, uh, I've downloaded it, got excited about it, and then I went back to using the original one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, I know. I, I just sort of wonder if you'd seen it because it's a, it's a pretty handy app because I like to, when I'm creating music, if I think of a beat or something or a sort of basic yeah. riff, I'll just put it into this. I just, with my mouth, just go, whatever beat is that I'm thinking of. Yeah, exactly that. And then I'll go through, and then if I think of a guitar if I kind of like mouth it again, you know, and try and match that on, on various instruments that I have. So yeah, no,
2: it's, I, I think it'd be funny to get a collection together of, Famous, uh famous musician's voice memo versions of songs that became hits, you know?
1: That is actually an amazing idea, and that should happen.
2: Because you know it. <laughs> yes, uh, I think I was – I got a little, like – Taylor Swift, like, she's, like, seems like, the smartest person in the world. Like, sometimes, like, like they don't miss a trick as far as just that, that brand and that, you know, just her whole yeah. – everything. Yeah. And one day I heard her on the radio talking about how, like, for fans, like, if you did X, Y, or Z, you'd get um, – you get her voice memo version of something. I was like, God dang it, man. She <laughs> thinks of everything.
1: Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, there should be, there should, someone should put together some kind of album or compilation and, uh, just have that of the, the sort of, cause I like hearing like basic versions of songs, like before they became yeah the final like, where the, where
2: the Some parts totally different. They haven't written something, you know? Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah. And you just like, it gives you an idea of their process as well. Cause you think, oh, like to me, that track they have originally was great and they did this and made it even better and you just like you know you want yeah. you want to see that process not not a lot of people get to see that you know unless you're like heavily involved with the band and you have access to you know demos or you know the voice memos
2: <laughs> Yeah that's funny I'm like so um I do so much I work in drafts like extreme to an extreme point uh and it's funny I'm always so like scared uh To like let anyone hear anything before it's perfect, perfect, perfect. And I was one resolution I have for this year was maybe to like open up a little bit about that, and you know, like even if I know something's not finished or it's going to evolve, like just you know share some stuff online. Like uh, it's funny. I mean, I just my temperament is not exactly built for um like the the age of social media and the uh, and just um just that kind of that level of like just like sharing every detail. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so, uh, but I was like, I need to try and you know tr- embrace that a little bit, and you know not be scared to let something out there before it's you know quote unquote perfect. Because I I've, what I've discovered with me too is that nothing's ever gonna be perfect, perfect.
1: No, no, it's the same with 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 me and most musicians, I think, or any artist in general. You know, anything you release, you you never feel that it is you know perfect because once you hit that perfection, then there is nothing else to attain. I feel there's always yeah, maybe something, so, uh... that, something pushing you further to make something better or make something, you know, it's just, it's more like it's, um, you know, I say like music is food for the soul, but with food, you have to keep eating it. Otherwise. Yeah. You know, there you It's going to get empty. So, and you know, it's the same with creating it. You know, I, I like I'm, I've been out of a band for probably about three years now. I dabble in making my own sort of uh, music here and there just to kind of keep on top of it, keep the itch at bay, if you will. Um, but it 's not stopped like i haven 't stopped making music you know i haven 't stopped having that urge to perform if you will so like with my d j stuff and you know and and the bands i 've been in um it 's a difficult thing to give up you know so it 's uh, it's good that you still
2: got it yeah, some-
1: that 's the thing it 's like if that goes away, then I know something 's wrong you know that if that creative urge leaves me i like, occasionally you know you you run out of ideas or you have writer 's block but it 's like it's going to happen. Then something one day is just like bang, going to hit you. Inspiration and you, you're back on the horse, if you will. So,
2: yeah, um, that's a um, yeah. I'm almost scared to talk about that stuff. I don't want to think. <laughs> <laughs> it means so much to me, and I, I'm I am scared, you know, because you know. I would say this um, one thing. It's like you see, like you know, your favorite musicians, your favorite artists, um, like some of the the the, the 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 titans, you know, like the like just. In when, when any genre. But you notice that there's like a thing, like in pop music especially, it seems like when you hit a certain age, there's, you know, oftentimes, like people don't have like stuff, they don't make music that's as, not the same, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, there's, there is like a, um, you know, in my, in my, just um, my little world, it's like, I don't, uh, I, I, I really don't want to lose that inspiration.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. It's um, It's one of those things, if you can keep hold of it, you keep hold of it. Cause it's, yes. you know, cause you can end up just going through the motions, if you will, to create music, you know? Yeah.
2: Let me show you a new, um, anytime I've been doing these, um, uh, when I do this kind of stuff, I like to show stuff in progress. So if I can, I'll yeah. show you what's working yeah, right now.
1: Go for it.
3: Well, the sun comes up in a big blue sky. What a wonderful world. I see in your eyes, all the leaves on the trees The flowers on the ground I Send my love and it comes back around We're living in a daydream Oh, such a good scene We're living in a daydream What a wonderful world, yeah You got me And I got you Out all day, what you wanna do? Cause I wanna be right where you are, lying underneath the sky full of stars. You know, we're living in a daydream. Oh, such a good scene! Living in a daydream, what a wonderful world! Yeah. Soaking up the sunshine, sending you a valentine. Living in a daydream, what a wonderful world, yeah. And now first time you answered my call you got me and i got you the green grass grows and the little kids too the sun goes down and the stars come out you my dear i have no doubt you know we're living in the daydream Oh, such a good scene. Living in dead dream What a wonderful world.
2: Yeah.
1: Awesome. Thank you. I probably
2: <laughs> to do that song. All all, uh, all the songs I played, my top E string is like broken on this guitar, so I can't hit it. Otherwise, it sounds <laughs> quite distant. So I'm having to uh, carefully play around that. That's <laughs> all
1: right. It just sounded fine. <laughs> couldn't good. tell. It was good. It was good. Thank you uh, again. The track as well. Thank you for that. And what was that one called?
2: That's a new song called "Living in a Daydream," uh, and uh, I like it. It's a. Uh, it actually uh, that's a perfect example. It, it, it began as a different song for a um, uh, totally different song, different vibe and everything, and then um, it, it, it just it morphed into this one. <laughs> cool. So,
1: cool. Yeah, I like it. So, um, just, uh, I've got a couple of questions left, but, um, yeah, what, one I ask pretty much everyone I, I speak to on here is, is just to give me three albums that kind of mold you as the person and musician that you are three defining albums in your life.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. let's see. Uh, it's really hard for me. Uh, I will say this, mm-hmm. I, I am a hundred percent, uh, a, um, a, a uh, student of and product of the radio. Uh-huh. So first, like FM radio when I was a kid, uh, jumping around on the pop and rock stations, up and through, and now with what that means now, I guess is, uh, you know, uh, P- Pandora and, and and then Spotify playlists, which yeah. is, I guess, modern day radio, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, I like guess satellite as well. Satellite, right? XM and Sirius were, were really big as far as developing they, they were about the same age as the movers. We all kind of began at the same time. Yeah. And so XM and, and Sirius both really incubated us and helped us a lot. We probably, I'm sure, will end up playing more concerts up there uh, at both the New York and D.C. Uh, studios. But um, anyway, so that being said, I, 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 I'm all over the map as far as musical tastes. I, I, I live in New Orleans. I grew up in Washington, D.C. Uh, so like go-go music, which is like a D.C. thing. That mm-hmm. was very influential to me. This is all me uh, trying to avoid the the question. But uh-huh. uh, let's see. So if I if I if I had to pick, so with that disclaimer, uh huh, like I jump from artist to artist all the time. Uh, and uh, let's see, influential albums. Uh, I would say, uh, oh god, okay, The Police, Zenyatta Mandata, Uh huh. When I was a little kid, uh, the the the. the the pop melo, the the, the arrangements, the energy and the drumming and everything. And that, that, that completely riveted me as a kid. So that, that I'd say is my childhood pick. Um, um, Let's see. Uh, In the, um, say, uh, oh gosh, (laughs) in the, aughts or 90s or early aughts it would be uh the, the killers hot hot fuss that first record cool uh which it, it kind of combines that sort of uh well anyway that just hits hits a lot of hits a lot of my uh yeah. uh checks a lot of boxes for me <sighs> so I did the police and killers and then after, yeah i have to say like right now um Somebody who's influenced me a great deal. I'm going to pick two more. No, I won't. I'll just I'll, I'll stick to the rules. <laughs> um, I'm going to I want to go with Jack Johnson. But the funny funny thing is, uh, because the way I listen to Jack Johnson, uh, which is my my Pandora channel,
0: yeah. I have
2: no idea what songs are on what record.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm going to say uh, my my uh, the the entire Jack J- Johnson. Uh, uh, uh world and on all the artists that pop up on my on my playlist with him
1: you get the best of
2: <laughs> yeah it's terrible to say but I, I, you know, I couldn't really couldn't really say the albums because okay. it's all it's blended together no that's cool probably unfortunately for like i wonder if you ask young kids today i mean they, they probably couldn't answer an album by album because it's so people listen to playlists now you know
1: yeah no that's true that's true um I've not really branched it with anyone uh, young enough on that front because yeah, there's, still, yeah, there's I, still some albums a lot of musicians go back to. Their parents played them, you know.
2: Well, I, say, I can go back to the stuff my parents played me, which is like probably literally like uh, maybe – I actually had this thought this week as I was working on something that, um, okay, the early, early, early stuff that went in my brain would be Otis Redding, mm-hmm. Creedence, Clearwater Revival, The Beatles, and Van Morrison. Yep. And it's funny, like that's uh, that stuff. I, I realize it's like, you know, if you're like you're like a baby and it's playing in your room, like it's it's somehow going into your brain. Because I I was noticing that some stuff I was working on this week, it sounded like basically, um, well, I mean, I, you just the Van Morrison stuff was there, you know, and yeah. it's like, I'm not sure yeah. that would even mean anything to anybody, but like that sort of, you know, I'm an Irish person, and that kind of that sort of that melodic sensibility. Uh, you know, it's
1: somewhere. It's it's in there. You know. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. I'm, <laughs> I'm a firm believer that music is is imprinted in you at an early age. Because um, I, I know from my influences and things where I've come from and where I am now that the the kind of music that I am into was kind of there when I was growing up. In in one way or in one you know, one way or another, it was like I know my mum was sort of more into the sort of like pop music and Beatles and things like that when she was younger. And I know my father was into sort of more of the rock, uh, you know, solo guitarists like Steve Vai, things like that, Eric Clapton. Oh, that's funny. He liked Shredders. Yeah, he did. And uh, yeah, it's throughout my life, that's kind of where I've gone. I moved, I like, it went into the music industry, into the rock music side of things. Um, But I also sort of dealt with the pop side of things as well with my DJing. I was like a uh i used to dj weddings roller discos um, you had to
2: do all that you had to cover all the bases
1: yeah yeah and then i went up and i ended up being you know a club dj so i was djing nightclubs after that but that's kind of almost top 40 as well um like pop music dance music of today um and yeah it's just i i'm like i say with my kids i'm kind of you know that music's there i'm not forcing it upon them they listen to every, like other stuff i know they go to their their um like after school activities and they've got like various like pop artists playing from um you know taylor swift you know megan trainer all the kind of like current crop of yeah of, of well that, the,
2: the list i just gave you is is so uh it's such a uh, inaccurate uh portrait because <laughs> i mean that it excludes the fact that like um you know for for god for years and years and years uh there was a jay-z song that was our movers drive away music we leave a show we uh, get into the into the van or bus and put on this a certain song you know so that that there's a lot of that music that's uh uh very much wired into my brain but uh but also like i'm super pop i mean mm. um so like yeah like okay so taylor swift <laughs> <laughs> like i uh um after Hurricane Katrina, when we were all everyone was driving around a ton down here like you all the normal routines were interrupted and so I spent a lot of time in a car driving in, in uh in in like rural louisiana and and thereabouts and so I got a big dose of country radio back in the oh five oh six time mm. uh and that was that was the first and only time I really got in that a uh, window into that world it was like the kind of pop national world uh, and that 's when Taylor Swift was just starting to happen but only in the country world. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I, I loved it. Like she had like five songs that like Tim McGraw and uh, all these songs she wrote. Um, uh, what was our song? Yeah. Like that, I love those songs. They were great. They were perfect pop songs, you know? And so, uh, you know, everyone would make fun of me. Uh, and then it's funny. Then, then it just turned into this, uh, you know, she just grew into this, you know, obviously the face of the music industry, but yeah. uh, yeah, but uh, no. So, like, uh, I definitely have a, a appreciation for well crafted pop music. Um, yeah, there is a
1: certain charm to it. I mean, I grew up in England, where they have, um, they had basically a factory, if you will, of of, of uh, songwriters and like pop stars. Sort of when I was growing up, so you had like, uh, if you've heard of Kylie Minogue, sure, which, she's also an actress, but she was predominantly she's Australian, though. Huh? Yeah, she's Australian. She was in a soap, an Australian soap that was very popular in England. Uh, called neighbors. And then she sort of went into the music industry. Oh, that's how
2: she began was as a soap opera
1: actress. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she then had, uh, Stock Ake and Waterman who are very, um, influential in the sort of eighties uh, and nineties pop music. And some of them, a couple of them still are. Um, but they, they sort of, they got Kylie motor where she, where she is now almost, you know, um, and, she was
2: a managed, you know, image brand or whatever. Yeah
1: yeah exactly and, and uh, i mean in that in the pop industry that's that was sort of part and parcel but they in england we had a lot of it it was uh concert but it does influence you after a while because those songs are on the radio all the time
2: you get people the top you know top pop songwriters paired with top producers paired with you know really great talent the funny that I, I read a, such a cool article about um it was it was it's sort of the, the, the focus of the story was about um what max martin and and like the uh all these just Swedish forty-something men that are basically the ghostwriters and producers behind half of the hits on uh, a U.S. radio right now. Yeah, and uh, and but what what it did is it just kind of explained the process because you know, like in a lot of countries, uh, it's much more open that uh, and acknowledge that the that the singers and the performers are just that, and that there's other people writing and producing all the music. Mm-hmm. But in, here in the states, it's still a little bit kind of kept quiet. And that's why you don't ever see like interviews with those guys really. Um, but, uh, explain the process. Uh, and, uh, and, and the, the, the quote I remember so much that it was like, um, to think that say someone like a a current superstar singer, uh, to fit, to assume that he or she, uh, wrote the song, that's it's a current hit would be like thinking that Will Smith wrote the script to independence day. <laughs> it makes no sense. Like yeah. you know, you've got this person who's a, a huge talent, they've, they've got charisma like pouring out of their uh, pores. Uh, and so you're going to have them be the face in front of this thing. And then you'll have the absolute best people doing every other element of the job. Just like you have a director and a producer and a screenwriter, you know, and it's like, Oh, oh of course. Yeah. So Katie Perry is, is, um, you know, to music what Brad Pitt or somebody is some movies. It's like yeah, it's the different. same
1: process. It's, There's um, a star,
2: you know. I was like, that, that makes sense.
1: Away from the music, I know you mentioned you like to go on, you go on bike rides and stuff. But do you have any other hobbies or passions away from like the music side of things?
2: Okay, I'm. <laughs> I think I can be reduced to this: uh, it's writing, writing and making songs, hanging out with my uh, kids and family, and. And just kind of doing. I mean, obviously, there's a million details with that, um, uh, but just kind of being around this insane, insanity here in my house. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, you know, the other reason why movers are so fun for me is that I love, um, I love uh, movies, uh, and so that's probably my other biggest hobby. Is just kind of uh, hobby wise, is keeping track of all that stuff, all the, all the. Um, you know, I, it's funny. I read the reviews and, and track and, uh, everything related to, I, I do that more than I actually see the movies. But to me, that's like my hobby, yeah. uh, that plus, um, New Orleans saints football, oh, not, nice. not, not sports in general, but specifically the saints. Yes. Uh, which I, you know, I, I, you know, I almost have to like, uh, I have to keep some control over it. it gets, gets a little obsessive, but those are my hobbies.
1: <laughs> nice. excellent. That's my family, the
2: music, the movies and the saints, uh,
1: uh, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Uh what what are some of your favorite movies? <laughs> um
2: uh my movie taste is pop just like my music taste is. So from my childhood growing up, the things that uh were the absolutely the you know the the touchstones of my childhood would be Raiders and um uh you know uh I'd say Raiders uh was it's my, probably my favorite childhood classic movie of uh-huh. all time. Um and then uh like for also a classic uh Movie. Uh, I have a ritual in my house where my kids uh, are old enough. I've got three of the five now that are teenagers. They, they've reached the age. I let them watch um, my sort of favorite um, uh, my favorite uh, blockbuster of all time or whatever you call it, action movie. My favorite action movie of all time, which is Die Hard.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> it's, a good, and, uh, it's a good Christmas movie. Exactly, right. <laughs> and
2: my wife gets mad every time because she always thinks that they you know, shouldn't watch it, but uh, we... Uh, uh, so I always have to persuade them, persuade her. But uh, we I watched it this Christmas actually with my son Luke, who who's a teenager now. But uh, and the Die Hard thing is fun because one of the directors of Movers, like the sort of the main director of the show, yeah, he and I both agree that was like our top, you know, top three uh, like classic uh, action movies. Nice. And um, uh, on one of the episodes of Movers, we had Reginald Bell Johnson, uh the actor who uh, played
1: the policeman in Die Hard. Yes, I believe I uh, saw that episode as well.
2: He <laughs> came on our show and I got to uh he just he just did one day with us. Yeah. Uh, he shot all his scenes in a day. Uh and but we got to talk to him and grill him about it. And he uh he was great because he was um like the nicest guy in the world and perfectly happy to tell a story. Like he didn't mind talking about all of his experiences and so he told all, all the told us lots of good scoop about that. Uh yeah, and this and the, the scene we the character he played was, uh, the scene It required me to hug him over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> so me and, uh, Reginald from Die Hard hug- hugged each other all day long for this uh, episode of Movers.
1: <laughs> Excellent.
2: Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so those are like from the back in the day, uh, like my, uh, you know, guy movies from like, uh, like more, you know, the two thousands would be, uh, I-, I thought, uh, Snatch is maybe my favorite, uh, crime movie of all time. Yeah, it's a good guy- movie. Guy Ritchie, uh. Yeah. Uh, that movie is just hilarious and awesome. Uh, and let's see more, uh, i trying to think of something. I'm trying to, <laughs> <laughs> all the answers I'm giving, I'm like, uh, I'm dumping myself down. I'm trying to think if I can see anything. that sounds artsy or impressive. <laughs> uh, uh, because I'm in the screen actors guild, I get all the uh, screeners for all the Oscar movies. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, some of it's like, some of them look, uh, I don't get around to all of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh i'm trying to think uh what's what's a movie that will sound impressive oh god i can't even think uh if it comes to me i'll tell you but then okay. that kind of stuff I, I like uh you know oh i mean jeez i watched me my kids and i we watched like big dumb comedies like and this is going to sound terrible too this is not going to achieve my goal of looking smart but uh <laughs> My my favorite, uh, one of my favorite movies that I watch with my older kids uh, is uh, Dodgeball.
1: Oh, <laughs> I, I love that movie. <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Right. I love that.
2: <laughs> dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. You're as useful as a poopy flavored lollipop. <laughs> yeah, I basically that, That's a movie that I can watch from beginning to end and say every line. So, um, yeah. yeah, I basically reveal myself as an idiot. So there you go.
1: No, that's all right. No, they're all good movies. They're all, you know.
2: Oh, wait, I, I should say this. I'm Donna. sorry. I skipped a major important hobby. I, I read a ton, a ton of novels. Yeah. Uh, and I do follow like politics and news. So that, that's my little thing Okay.
1: Any, any top books you can recommend at the moment?
2: Absolutely. The book that I just read, it looks like a girl book. Uh, I mean, it's got a yellow cover with pink cursive on it. So I, I didn't, it was around the house for a while. I didn't, my uh, a friend had, uh, who knows a lot about, has a lot of good um, book recommendations had given this to us i grabbed it and laughed from beginning to end love the book it's called the rosy project and it's australian uh, australian author and the, the premise is that the narrator has asperger's uh-huh. he's like a like a scientific like very smart guy but he's got like um bad he doesn't have very good social skills and it's his search for a wife and but he gets into a lot of calamities and it's it's um it's really funny I, uh, that's my, my current book recommendation.
1: All right, cool. I'll check that one out. I do like a good book ha- occasionally. and i like to take a chance on a few. So, uh, I've been kind of keeping with the sort of like, um, cyberpunk stuff at the moment. So oh, my bit- son's
2: reading a, a like a, a young adult cyberpunk series called, uh, the first book's called Leviathan. Oh, okay. Or, or I guess I'd say it's more steampunk. I, I'm sorry. Cyberpunk. Yeah yeah uh, that'd be more like ready ready player one i guess which is another
1: yeah that's hit. a good one i finished that one a while ago uh i thoroughly enjoyed that and uh, they're actually
2: filming or getting ready to film this this is weird they're gonna do they're making a feature of ready player one yeah uh and directed by steven spielberg yes here yeah. in, they're doing it in louisiana they're oh the they're software.
1: doing it in louisiana all right just
2: for tax credits or whatever but uh oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I enjoy, I enjoy that kind of stuff too.
1: Yeah, the town I used to live in in, uh, in England, um, the forest there is used for a lot of the big movies, uh, big like comic book movies. Oh, because it looks so, you know, magical. Yeah, it was used for uh, the Avengers, uh, Captain America, uh, Harry Potter, um, and Gladiator, and Robin Hood. The
2: Oh, so like anytime you see like... Some exciting chase through a forest or anything like that. Like in, in uh, it's shot.
1: Where is that forest? Uh, it's it's called the Bourne Woods, and it's uh, just near a town called Farnham in Surrey in England, and uh, that's where I used to live. I used to live in Farnham, so
2: you like go, you could you go and like you actually like hike through those woods and everything.
1: Yeah, you can walk through those woods. There's there's pathways and stuff. Though, obviously, they they closed a bunch of it off while they were filming because obviously they have their neat. own secrecy things. But you know, it's it's kind of cool having those sort of like. Um, those those huge movies, in fact, were filmed near there. Things like World War Z as well were in the town over from me.
2: Didn't they have? Um, I can't remember. Uh, it was somewhere.
1: Did they shoot some of Star Wars in England? I feel like there yes, was. They did at the uh, Pinewood Studios.
2: Yeah, because they were like people were trying to fly drones over it to get. Yes. To the... like, yeah. I think they actually got someone got a, an aerial photograph of the Millennium Falcon or they, something. They
1: did. They did. Yeah, <laughs> and that that that's just outside of London. Um, it's still uh, so funny. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: a famous soundstage, right, Panos? It, it
1: is. Yeah, a lot of the big films, a lot of James Bonds and stuff like that, are all filmed there. A lot of the big American films from back in, back I in the sort seen of Spectre. So yeah, I haven't seen that one yet either. Uh, I was just waiting for it to come out on demand, so I can uh, grab it then. But um, yeah, just one more. Uh, where can people reach you? Where can they find you online? Hmm.
2: Sorry, I started eating a cheese. It right as you asked. That's all right. Oh. <laughs> you can. Um, uh visit RichCollinsmusic.com or Rich Music on Facebook and you can see the videos to the new music, listen to all the new music. I'd love it if you've um checked it out and if you like it, uh send me a, send me a note and tell me what you think and um I'll just be putting more up. Um, look out for movers, uh, imaginationmovers.com. dot com. You can see uh our tour schedule. We've got shows coming up in New York City and near Los Angeles coming up in the next uh few weeks. Uh, and plus some other really good stuff coming up this spring and summer. So yeah, please uh, just uh, keep in touch and track all, all of our projects. Uh, yeah, let me grab my guitar real quick, and I'll I'll sing 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 us close here. Cool, thank you. Yeah, sorry, I walked out of the room to get it. Well, That's All right, All right, we're here. Let me give you one last little song sample. It's called. You broke it, and you <laughs> you broke it, and I bought
3: it. <laughs> Hold up, I'm just saying, and I don't even understand why you're playing outside in the cold, and you know it's raining. Mm, now last night I went crazy. Couple dramas and the rest of it is hazy Like a baby with a bottle Just like a baby with a bottle You broke it and I bought it Threw it up in the air and then I caught it Oh, inevitably You're leaving when I'm beating does he keep on repeating Oh, listen to me, yeah, yeah hmm you're thinking, but I got a feeling that the boat we're on is sinking now, like a fish out of the water, it's like a fish out of the water, if you look up and the sun is shining, I got my toes in the sand on this island, it's in the way you go about it, it's in the way you go about it. Broke it and I bought it, threw it up in the air and then I caught it, oh, inevitably, I'm leaving when I'm bleeding, or does it keep on repeating, oh, listen to me, yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> Cool, thank you very much, uh, I think we're going to end the show there, so, um, thank you very much, Rich, for doing that, um. Good luck with your album, Golden Pick. Good luck with the movers as well, with those shows you got coming up and everything. And, um, yeah, thank you. Great to
2: meet you. Thanks for uh, taking the time and asking me all those questions. And uh,
1: talk to you soon, bud. Yeah, talk to you soon. Thank you, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, yeah, there we have it. That was Rich Collins. Go check him out. Uh, RichCollinsMusic.com. Um, check him out on Facebook, Twitter. Um, man camp all that kind of stuff uh new album golden pick it's great it's uh got good summer vibes um and i would suggest picking it up if you if you like that kind of stuff um yeah so or even just go uh it's on all the streaming uh, outlets as well uh you can go to spotify apple music all that kind of stuff and it's all there uh them a line on twitter um them a line on facebook you know dropping them an email all that kind of stuff um Check out the videos on YouTube and all that kind of good stuff when it comes to music and things like that. So, yeah, uh, thank you again, everyone, for listening. Um, I would ask, please, if you could rate and review the episodes um, on iTunes and Stitcher, whichever you're using um, or whatever, whatever. Uh, streaming service you're using for it if there is a rating option for it please can you please rate and review uh just don't need to, like a sentence and like an out of five star review uh it just helps the podcast go up a bit um attracts uh different guests things like that as well and it gives me something to shout about to these people to say look look come on my show um and if you've got anyone you want to hear from uh anyone you'd love for me to interview um drop me an email info at dj force x um yeah just just do that and that'll be awesome because i'm always looking for new bands new new musicians artists comedians uh performers of some kind or just someone you know interesting who wants to chat um authors things like that uh just looking to switch it up a little bit you know um get some different different style of people in but anyway um thank you for uh downloading and streaming this uh episode um uh, very much in your debt on that front but if you can please rate and review that would be absolutely fantastic thank you very much so until next time this is dj force x out